and welcome to this year's Word Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Symes. I'm an author, entrepreneur, mum and wife. A couple of years ago, I realised the power of theming my year with a single word when I selected the word love and did everything I could to embody this word into all facets of my life. The positive impact this word had on my life was so profound that I wrote a book about my experience called A Year of Love, Finding Peace One Day at a Time. Since then, I continue to follow my Word of the Year theme and also select a Word of the Month, which I explore further in this podcast series. In each episode, I will dive deeper into the significance of my monthly word, which will hopefully inspire and motivate you to use more positive words too, and ultimately, change your life, one day at a time. I also share quotes and other sparks of inspiration related to my monthly word on my blog and Facebook page. Check out the links for these in the show notes. Without further ado, let's dive in to today's episode. This month, I've been focusing on taking action, on small everyday tasks in order to establish healthy habits, as well as on larger projects where intense, focused action over a short period of time has been required to get the job done. Over the next few episodes, I will be focusing on the different ways we can take action in our lives to accomplish any goal we set for ourselves. In this episode, I thought I would start by sharing some of the ways I've taken action this year to demonstrate how easy it can actually be to take action. If I can do it, so can you. And hopefully this episode will inspire you by giving you a few ideas of ways you can take action in your life too. The first area of my life that I've taken action on this year has been my running practice. I've been running for nearly 15 years now, and whilst I've continued to run pretty consistently over the years, the speed and distances I've run often change based on what I'm training for. My favourite distances are 10 kilometre and half marathons so the focus of my training switches between interval training and trying to increase my speed to building endurance and distance, depending on which event and distance I'm racing in. The only times my running routine has noticeably been impacted was during my two pregnancies and the first few months of postpartum. Whilst I also continued to run throughout the COVID years, races were suspended during this period, which meant I didn't have the motivation to train seriously so most of my runs were leisurely. I also managed to injure my foot from wearing worn-out slippers around the house during lockdown, which just goes to show how important proper footwear is. After COVID and my foot injury, my running practice felt stuck in a rut. However, I wasn't too hard on myself because I figured continuing to run at whatever pace or distance would still maintain my fitness and was better than not running at all. Midway through last year, I ran my first 10km race after a two-year hiatus. In hindsight, the type of race I chose as my comeback race was probably not the best. It was a heavily undulating trail run with a very steep hill at the 5km mark, which left me not only exhausted, but also disheartened with the time I'd run, probably my slowest ever. By the end of last year, I'd had enough. I wanted to improve my 10km time, which has been a goal for a number of years, but I wasn't sure where to start. 
So I decided to start where I often start with something I'm struggling with or want to improve, with a book. I purchased the ebook Run Fast by running guru Hal Higdon a couple of years ago, but never got around to reading it. After announcing my goal of running 10 kilometres in 45 minutes to my book club buddies before Christmas, I knew I needed to pull my socks up, finish the book and put the advice into practice. The book also prompted me to research running programs and find an excellent free Nike running program that was suitable for starting where I was at and finishing where I wanted to, a faster 10 kilometre in three months. I became laser-focused with this goal and began talking about it more regularly with others. This is part of the magic of goal setting because in sharing your goal with others, they often try to help. This is what happened when I went to my husband's Christmas party and started talking to one of his colleagues who had started working with a running coach and had completely changed his running technique for the better. He was running faster and further than he had ever before. That was exactly what I needed. Naturally, I grabbed the details of his running coach and sent him a message after Christmas. After working with the coach for three months, my running technique has changed significantly, and all the little niggles I experienced when I ran longer distances, such as aching hips, have completely disappeared. I now feel like I'm running in a body 10 years younger. But the real test was the 10-kilometre race I signed up for in March. It wasn't the easiest of races. It was hot, and I took a wrong turn at the end, which completely eroded my confidence. I did, however, shave 15 minutes off my disaster run of last year. So, not all bad. With a little more work on my cardio and endurance, I figure the only way is up. The biggest learnings I've had from taking action towards this goal are to tell other people about your goal. Not only will it hold you accountable, They might even be able to help you with suggestions or next steps you could take to get there sooner. Also, don't feel you need to go things on your own. Reach out for the help of a coach or a mentor. The less expensive option could be to join a running group where you get the help and advice of your peers, especially those further along on their journey than you. And don't underestimate the value of a book on the topic of the goal you want to achieve. Books are brilliant jumping-off points. Finally, whilst my goal is to run 10 kilometres in 45 minutes, I will approach this audacious goal by trying to shave minutes off each race I enter. This way, I will continue to make progress towards my end goal without feeling deflated when I don't smash my goal on the first or even fifth time. Incremental improvement is totally fine by me. The other area I've taken significant action on this year has been singing. I started singing lessons in May last year, and whilst I'm no Whitney Houston, my voice has improved immensely over the last year. I am living proof that if you can talk, you can sing. Whilst some people have a naturally beautiful voice, it is completely possible to learn and improve this skill through vocal and breathing exercises, as well as training your ear to listen and sing in tune whilst training your brain to memorise lyrics. Many of the techniques you apply when you learn a physical activity, such as dancing or exercising, can be applied to singing too. Singing, unlike any other musical instrument I've learnt, has been easier to practice because it is something I can do in the car when I'm driving around. 
In order to get better, I try to do vocal exercises every day, even just for five minutes, as well as practice the song I'm working on. Unlike the way I've previously practiced pieces of music, I don't perfect each song to performance standard. I'm learning, not performing, at the moment anyway, which means I don't spend weeks on them. Each song gets my attention for just a couple of weeks, so I get them to around 90%, then I move on to the next song I want to learn. By regularly changing up the songs I'm learning, I'm continuously learning new skills and techniques. There are many different ways to learn things, but I find this works for me and increases my learning exponentially. I also try different songs that I like, but aren't in my comfort zone to sing. I have a low, quiet voice, so I make sure I attempt loud songs so I can learn how to belt, as well as songs in a higher register to extend my range. Some of these songs have been so challenging I've considered quitting them, but every time I push through and relentlessly practice the hard bits, I eventually get them right, which has boosted my confidence in myself and my ability to achieve what I want through determination and practice. There are many other things I've made headway on by taking action so far this year. The areas I've had the most success in have been the ones where I've taken small, incremental action regularly, which I'll talk about a bit more in the next episode. In the meantime, I'm throwing the ball back to you. I would like you to take a few moments to stop and reflect on the things you've achieved this year. Consider the following questions. And feel free to record your answers in your journal to help you reflect and gain more clarity. Number one, what have been the easiest things for you to take action on this year? Why has it been easy to take action on these goals? For example, have you had more help or support or dedicated more time to them? Two, now think of the things you'd like to take action on but haven't yet. Why haven't you been able to get traction on these things so far? What resources are you lacking in these areas that have been available for the areas where you have been able to take action? 3. What three action steps can you take towards these goals or areas over the next three months? Hopefully, this simple reflection exercise will highlight some new goals you'd like to achieve over the next quarter, as well as your next steps to get you started. You will probably find, as I did with my running goal, just getting started is often the hardest step. I'll leave you with this quote from H. Jackson Brown Jr. You must take action now that will move you towards your goals. Develop a sense of urgency in your life. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave a rating and review. Each review helps others find this podcast and it absolutely makes my day reading them. I'd be delighted to assist you further on your journey of personal development and growth. If you're looking for more inspiration, check out my book, A Year of Love, Finding Peace One Day at a Time. Or if you're looking for a little more morning motivation, take a look at my free course, Magical Mornings. If you'd like to learn more about journaling, my course, Joyful Journaling Journey, could be just what you need. In the meantime, if you want some inspiring journaling prompts to kickstart your journaling practice, you can grab my free journaling guide with 100 prompts. This guide also includes some super helpful info on the benefits of journaling, 
along with tips on how to establish a consistent journaling practice. Links for all of these helpful tools and resources can be found in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I hope you can join me next time.